I, a lot of these uh, text messages, they'll start with like saying Chris or Josh. Um, the ones that always say Chris, I'm always like, oh gosh, here we go. Because usually whenever I'm in trouble, it's Christopher. It's like Christopher. Whenever I was a little kid, George Christopher Plank, get in here. Did you punch your sister? No, I didn't punch her. I just pushed her out of the way. Right? It's you get so now anymore. If someone refers to me by my first name, I'm always like, oh, what I do, what I do wrong. Also, a quick little before I have to confess some things here. I probably yes, let's filibuster. Filibuster for just a second, because you know me, um, I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. A lot of people, so I had to wear the old, I wore out, I broke out my new suit on Saturday for the women's basketball game. I've worn it one previous time. You went suit city? I went suit city on Saturday. And I'd worn it one previous time, and that one previous time I'd worn it was to the daddy-daughter dance in Washington. So I don't know how to take how shocked people were to see me actually dressed up. (laughs) Yeah, like li- literally, the the response and Drake gave Drake's like, "Hey, nice looking suit, no- completely normal, right?" I'm like, "Thanks, bud." Everyone cool. else appreciate everyone, that. Everyone else like, "Whoa, <laughs> what man? You what done? Are, you done glowed up? What? What are you dressed up? Jenny, go listen to the post game. Jenny Bronchek sits down, and I'm like, Skyler, great game today.' She's like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Coach Project interrupts and goes. I don't think I've ever seen you wearing a tie before. So I don't know if I take this as I need to step my game up a little bit because, I mean, look at me today, Josh. Blue jeans, the one T-shirt I wear all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting not, ready for the, the big 68-team uh, giveaway. The 68-team <laughs> giveaway from 2022. I can't wait for the new shirt. But I, I, I don't feel like I dress like a homeless person, but maybe closer to like a 12-year-old. Or it's a t-shirt or a hoodie all the time. Holy smokes, you what? are somewhat attractive. Look at Joe, man. Did you, you did you do your hair? <laughs> it was just funny from this whole weekend. All right. 10.05 on the Plank Show. I was wrong. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's truly bothered me all weekend long. It bothered me to the point that I went looking for the one texture who, had dis- who I disagreed with and went didn't go back and forth with, really, because they'd sent a very simple text, right? And that very simple text was, neither Oklahoma nor Texas are getting out of this league for nothing. They're going to have to pay something. And my response was always, no, that's not true. If they stay through 2025... That grant of rights, that media deal is O-V-E-R over, and you are off. Scot-free. But over the weekend in the Ross Dellinger report, I was reminded of something that isn't talked about. I, At least from the people that I talk to and those who are reporting on it, is not talked about at all. And that is 2012, those 10 members at the time agreed to what? A 99-year deal. A 99-year deal. Which, as I... St- so when, when I first saw the Dellinger report, I was like, I thought that was like an old wives' tale. And I even tweeted it. I'm like, this thing exists? And then I dug a little deeper and I found Ryan Aber's story from uh, 2021, which kind of went through everything, and it's in the bylaws. 
And the whole idea was that the conference would remain through July 1, 2111. Did I say that right? Yeah, 2111. It's kind of hard even think in that world because I'm sure as hell not going to be here. But basically, it was to protect the 10 remaining. Well, I guess at that time, 9 to 10, right? I don't, yeah, TCU was in. So that was, would be to protect the 10. After, you know what the buyout was for AM and Missouri? How much? $9 million. Oh, my gosh. $9 million. So, I, I've spent this whole weekend. That sounds like a bargain today. Exactly. Uh, and it was only 10 years ago. So I've spent I spent this whole weekend just just digging and talking to people about it and there is there's one thing to where when I'm like okay I felt bad because I'm like no 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 you're wrong you're wrong 2025 scot free So I was trying to find this guy on I'm like listen I'm sorry, wow you're right you, you had this is this something and I started talking to people and whenever you bring up this 99 year deal most most people are like whoa completely forgot about that or yeah I've heard about it but so here's the yeah, but. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I was wrong, but not many people think it's very enforceable. So in other words, you have this 99-year deal that's in the bylaws, but if you fought it, you would probably win. So in other words, I was wrong. I, I completely had spaced. Did you, had you remember this? Is it one of those things that when you say it, it's like, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. Or did you know and you're like, just cook blank, I'm not going to bother you about this? No. Okay. No, I, I. now that you mention it, yes. <laughs> but that that was so back of the mind. Right. And I, no one ever talks about it because what do they always talk about? The media rights deal and the grant of rights. And this is completely separate from the grant of rights. Honestly, I think a lot of these national guys hadn't remembered that. And it's if you really truly read into Ross Dellinger's story – the whole idea is you want to try to get out now and negotiate something because, and here's where here's where I was not 100% wrong, because you technically still could get out for nothing because you could challenge this and win. Well, you're look, if they're trying – to hold Oklahoma and Texas's feet to the fire, they're absolutely going to challenge this. There's no way they're not. Okay, so let's real quick pause and compartmentalize this. When you are additive, Sean's hit it on the head, all right? Sean, boom. When you're additive, when you add schools, to me, something has to change in the bylaws. There's not just a free pass for bringing in four new teams and nothing changes. Even if Oklahoma and Texas abstained from voting, there has to be something that changed in the in the bylaws, right? There has to be. And Sean says the conference and any agreement changed in the when the Big 12 added four new teams. If the 99-year agreement is enforceable and true, the Wizards of Smart running OU made the worst decision in school history, right? So, I feel bad. By the way, I could not wait to get on the air and get this out. I felt I felt terrible about it all weekend long. It's because we sat there and lambasted somebody. I and- just crushed someone. 
Oh! Oh! And and they were right. But but in the end, in the end, they still might not have to pay. Now, look, back and forth here on this uh, for the 918. Plank, they added teams because we left, we will lose. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oklahoma did everything that was necessary as far as the grant of rights is concerned, right? They, they would have fulfilled their grant of rights. And, and I would add, they hadn't officially left the conference at the time when they added. So I think there's a lot of semantics in here. Here's... Here's what I think in the end is 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 going to happen. Okay, so what they would have to pay the full exit fee according to that 99 year deal. According to this 99 year grant of rights, what what would the price of exit be? 80 million. Oh my god. So in other words, it would be 80 million on top of 80 million. So it'd be like 160 per team. Is now again, there is a lot of is this enforceable? Is this really something that would hold up in court? And from, from the handful of attorneys that I talked to this weekend, not many think it would. Oh, you might have to play, pay something, but it would be. I would like to talk to an attorney from Kansas City right. or an attorney from, <laughs> I want to know what they think. It would be very punitive. So I, the only reason I bring that up is it truly, and Kevin Noon, who runs the Ohio State uh, rival site, brought up a really good point to this because, like I said, I was – I was in utter shock whenever I saw that, that this was still a thing that was out there. I was like, whoa, I completely forgot about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that changes everything. Right. So Kevin Noon brought up a really, really good point. I like Kevin. He's a a good dude and a smart reporter. He said, they're trying to say non-competes don't hold up. Just try and enforce some thin 99-year deal to a league. Good luck with that. So, let's quickly compartmentalize how this is a good thing for Oklahoma and for Texas. And for those of you who are like, get out of my league, get out of my league. Can we backtrack for just one second? Absolutely. So, I've overeducated myself on this this weekend, people. The 80 for the the 99-year thing, okay? Right. And then 80 for just the exit fee itself. Correct. They shouldn't have to pay that other 80 if they stay for the duration of the grant of rights. Correct. Because they would have fulfilled their grant of rights. So that would be off the board. Ding, ding, ding. No matter what. Right. And then that other amount would be something that... Does it hold up or not? And is it... Do you negotiate it down? On and on and on. Now, if they left even one year early, though, the... 80 some odd million for the exit fee comes back into play, and then you're up to the 160 exactly. million. Exactly. There you go. Which is why, so where I was wrong, probably going to have to pay something for leaving regardless. Where I was right, it's substantially lower if you stay through 24 and again, 24 I, football season. 24 football season, right? Thank a, you. 24, 25. Academic, academic year. Right. Yeah, academic year. Softball in, in the SEC in 25, baseball, or excuse me, gosh dang it. So, uh, baseball, softball in the Big 12 in 25. Right. Second half of the hoop season in the Big 12 and 25. Then football is in the SEC in 25. That's your first sport. And I think the first event in the SEC would probably be a women's soccer match. All right. So, how does this help? What? How could you possibly have a 99-year deal and – the 99-year deal, and it'd be beneficial for Oklahoma. 
Here's why. Here's how. Because if you're one of these eight remaining schools and you throw in the the new members of the Big 12, which aren't necessarily a part of this, you've got to make sure you get something for them leaving. You've got to get something. Because you've given up a portion of your uh, nut to West Virginia or to the four schools coming in. Mm-hmm. So you're losing money. A substantial amount of money. I think what, what was the number that Dennis Dowd reported? Sixteen million per school. You've got over two years, so eight million per. You've got to get something. And if you wait until letting them play through twenty four and into that twenty five spring schedule, you risk being caught up in court. If this gets ugly, and they fight you. And so then you're out. Attorney well, in, fees. In, in, in Oklahoma and Texas are going to pay nothing initially. Right, exactly. They're going to they're fight it until they have to pay. If, if they want to. If they write. And, and so that's why I think you saw the Big 12, along with OU and Texas, be able to come to a number. Uh, Red Dirt Sport, very important cog in this whole conversation. One of the smartest follows that I have on Twitter. He says, OU and Texas will pay 40 to $50 million each. The 99-year contracts are old-school England land lease. <laughs> You're right. And which is why so many people are did, – Did he just tweet that to he us? He just tweeted that to us. Yeah. You listening, Red Dirt? We could use your – Good morning, you, by the way. We could get you a fake voice and get you on here. <laughs> and while you're listening, Hello. love your account. Hello. Big, big fan. This is Red Dirt. Listen, Stoop Bros, if you want to stay anonymous. Hello. That's the Stoop Bros. We can get you whatever you want to get you guys' tattoo baker. I'll get you voice uh, – Voice changer. Thank you. Because I just – Oklahoma and Texas, with the remaining Big 12 schools, had all come to an agreement on what they're going to pay. And they were off. But the TV network said not so fast. Well, if we believe that, and I think we're right in this, that honestly Fox is the the big holdup party here, Yep. then that doesn't – that indicates to me that this 99-year thing is not as big of a factor as exactly. maybe some out there would think. Exactly. If I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I saw it, I was like, I've never been madder at myself. Honestly, never been around. I'm like, oh my gosh, forgot about this thing. But again, it's the ability to uphold it and the battle for it. The crazy thing in all of this is through that 99-year deal, through the uh, remaining, what would it be, uh, two years on the media rights deal and that grant of rights, the three of the five parties came to an agreement. So we have, and I don't know, Red Dirt, if this is a number that's out there or if this is... Uh, your your sources, or if I need to plug your Patron page so people can pay you for this, Patreon. I don't know. I know. Conrad Thompson always calls it Patron, so it's stuck in my head. So forty to fifty million dollars, I'm like, let's go, if that's the number. But it's Fox not being able to made to be made f- whole for the seven games that it would have OU in Texas on its schedule in 24. So if you're the and oh by the way, let's add a couple of other caveats to this. Right? Let's add a couple of other caveats to this, which goes back to our Friday conversation. When this story was 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 percolating and red hot and was breaking. The Big 12 doesn't want OU in Texas there because they don't want to risk them taking their playoff spot in 24 when it's up to a 12-team playoff. And I honestly think they realize they need to move on as a league. Let's and, and I know 
Oklahoma State fans get bent when you say that. That's not a knock on OSU. That's not a knock on anyone. That's not – I know you – oh, six and seven. How good were they last year? They're going to be better, and you all know it, right? Why in the world do you think the Big 12 didn't send OU to Manhattan and, and Waco? And why didn't they send Texas Tech here? They don't want to risk. And I'm still shocked they sent TCU here, to be honest. So they understand it. They get it. They know what the risk is in playing Oklahoma and Texas. So I'm just – everyone wants to get it done. And if you ever question who truly runs college sports, if you ever wondered who really is in power in college sports, these negotiations should sell it to you more than anything. TV networks. It's TV. It's always been TV, and it always will be TV. Ever since that landmark case, it's been TV. Yeah. It's, 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 so with all of those factors in play, y'all, the Big 12, OU, and Texas came to an agreement. And they came to a number. But yet, Fox says, can't, can't do this. Boy, it'd be, it would be fascinating to know what that number was. That, that would give us, you know, a starting point for is Oklahoma, are Oklahoma and Texas going to pay some sort of an exit fee, even if they stay through 24-25, or is, it, is the number zero if they stay? Uh, by the way, speaking of Red Dirt Sport and, and Land Thieves, which is, I guess, is that still a thing? Or at least it was. That was one of my favorite moments where one of the previous members of our radio crew came to me and accused me of being behind the Land Thieves account. I was like, that's not me, bro. <laughs> they, they thought it was you? Yeah, but it wasn't like in a bad way. It's like, is that you? Come on, man. That's you, is What a it? compliment. I was like, no, but thank you. I appreciate that you think I'd be that smarmy and tied in. <laughs> Built this army. <laughs> right. I, uh... So again, I just I, I'm not kidding, Josh. I went diving and, and scrolling through the Air Comfort Solutions text line to try to find this guy and text him and be like, bro, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. I I should never question the person whose very first text to the show ever was, ah, we're gonna have to pay something. Because they were right. But everyone we think. came every we think. Everyone came to agreement. Now, I wonder. There is this part of me knowing that it's Fox and they want those ads and they want to have OU in Texas because as much as the Big 12 is better off without OU in Texas, um, you know, why wouldn't Fox just be like, oh, no, no, your TCU-Kansas State game will give us plenty of inventory or our Oklahoma State and uh, UCF game. They, the reality is it's still a big draw wherever OU and Texas go. And I think everyone gets that. Yeah, Fox – Fox gets Not a that. bunch of dummies. And they also realize they're not going to have an opportunity to have either one of those programs. Again, unless we have a playoff that involves Fox, which we don't even know what the TV networks look like for that potential 12-team playoff and how different that process might look. Non-conference, Kev- non-conference dates versus Big Ten teams. Maybe. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, that would be the chance. But I'm just uh, – I'm happy that I was able to get this out and clear it up and admit a wrong, but not a full wrong, a kind of wrong. Interesting. And in the end, what's funny is through the process of wanting to talk about this and get into it, the three parties privy to that agreement all came to an understanding of what they needed financially to get out, and everyone shook hands. Look, we're good here. This is what you want. This is what we'll pay you. You want to meet here? All right, let's go. So one of the most complex parts of all of this, the monies, is agreed upon. Now it's Fox saying, hold up, hold up here. I think ESPN is even cool with it, too. I mean, 
Though when they talk about it, they they mention the TV networks in combo, but I don't think ESPN has a problem with it from what I've been seeing and what I've read. ESPN's got a stake in both. Right. You know, you're still going to have Big 12 games and you're still going to have OU in Texas. I, I See, this is why I still feel like 24 is going to happen for OU and the SEC. Because when you have in a negotiation as complex as this and you have four of the five parties who have come to an agreement on something. You're just trying to sell one. You're eventually going to you're gonna end up working it out. And Fox is a little bit be hurt over the way that things went down between the SEC and losing OU in Texas. And ESPN's a little be hurt about the whole Big Ten deal, but they'll yeah. work it out. Well, Fox also, I'm sure, is not too upset about USC and UCLA jumping to the Big Ten. Exactly. And there's some folks out west that I can't imagine are real thrilled about that. So, pot, meat, kettle. I wonder too if there is a, I wonder too if there is a conversation to be had, um, about maybe if Fox gets involved or is involved in the playoff discussion, if that softens this a little bit. Like in other words, because we haven't heard much about the future of the TV rights for what's going to be the twelve-team playoff, and that should start up here shortly. I wonder if their involvement softens this a little bit. Where it's like, hey, you're going to get first-round playoff games. So you're probably going to have a chance to get an OU in Texas at some point. I don't know. That's where we we are. That's where we are, people. That's where we stand on this day. Uh, They took the calendar again. What is it? February 6th. Sixth day of February, year of our Lord, 2020. We should start getting, I don't want to say movement, but we should start hearing more rumblings about just what you mentioned. What what does the future of the CFP look like? Is it going to still be a one-network thing? On and on and on. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from uh, the use of the term old school England land lease on the show today. Yeah, pretty good. Well done. All right, quick break. When we come back, with the best of the air comfort solutions, text line. Plus, we got much more from a rough weekend of hoops for the men, an incredible weekend of hoops for Jenny Baranchek and the OU women's basketball team, and what the latest bracketology looks like. It's the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Uh, r- really good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And since we're on this topic, let's just kind of put a wrap. And I think there's a lot of questions, right? Um, there's people like myself who nerd out on this stuff. And you might even find out as much as you nerd out on something, you you learn something new. And you might feel like you've learned something that could really be problematic and then come to find out it's not. Like, for instance... What, what we learned here, what we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. You see this report and you forget, in my world, about the 99-year agreement. And then coming to find out, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter because it sounds like all three sides on the money front came to an agreement on something. Uh, here's a, a couple of quick Air Comfort Solutions texts on it. Um, I want to be in the SEC ASAP. But if it costs $80 million, then one, let's wait until 2025. Two, give the Big 12 nothing. Or three, put $80 million in new and upgraded facilities, Boomer. Yeah, and like I said, there is that possibility that if you do indeed wait until 25, if you're the Big 12, and, and if, it's a big if, right? If you decide you want to go to court and fight it out, you, you might really leave for nothing. But that 99-year deal does serve as a little bit of a protective net. Because 
as Nick points out, you might win if you go to court, but OU and Texas presidents won't go to court. Here's where I kind of disagree. I think on this instance, in something like this, if you're if you're peeved enough, which again, like I said, there's nothing in this that would that would lead you to believe that OU or Texas, outside of the non-publicizing of the schedule, are upset enough to where they would encourage their presidents to go to court over this challenging long-term agreement, and presidents are less than apt to want to get litigious in something like this, who knows? Who knows? Maybe perspectives are changed. Maybe they will say, yeah, let's go to court. Let's fight this. We're not paying this. This is dumb. It's a 99-year deal. There's no way that uh, we've got smart legal people. I'm sure they've already probably let it be known to the Big 12. Hey, we'll we'll fight this because we don't think it's enforceable. Uh, 615 writes, doesn't the A&M and Missouri buyout structure set a precedent? Uh, Not really, unfortunately, because in that that situation, it was – it was pre, so they left, 2011 was, or 2012 was their last season, and they weren't a part of that agreement because they had already decided they were moving on. Or wait, did I say that right? 2011 was A&M's last season. Um, they, they played here at A&M. They played here against OU. Ryan Broyles got hurt. So this agreement was made after everyone had moved on. So that doesn't set, unfortunately, any precedent. From at least my research. Maybe Red Dirt Sports a step ahead of me on that. But, yeah, they – unfortunately for OU in Texas, that precedent would be nice to be set because it was like $9 million that they paid for their buyout. You know, the 99-year agreement, as I'm thinking about it, is fascinating in this. If Oklahoma and Texas are really fought hard on that deal, right? Sure. I mean, I'm not paying for – if I'm Oklahoma and Texas, I'm going to court, and if you're trying to make me pay even the whatever sum of it, right, $80 million, I'm saying, okay, well, that's all fine, well, and good, but our ex-commissioner said we're worth half of this, so I'm not paying for our half right? in terms of the uh, the exit fee here. I might pay you $40 million. I'm not paying you 80 because we're we are comprising the – Forty million in terms of what this uh, value of the deal is. Our own ex commissioner said it publicly. Gosh, I didn't even thought about that. And he's the one that's out here saying, "Oh, it's enforceable. Oh, it's enforceable." I'm like, "Yeah, but buddy, you kind of you might be giving OU in Texas a little bit of juice on that too with some of the things you said earlier." Or one might spin it and say, "But you're also showing that they damaged this league." But did they? Because look, Your Honor, look at their new TV deal. Yeah, right. It's just all these, all these different. If it goes to court, it. man, just televise it. Jesse G writes: Leaving two years early cost eighty million. We would not get eighty million in TV money over those two years for playing out the contract. I don't understand how that could be enforceable. Again, that's probably why we're in a situation that both sides have a negotiation a number that they agreed to. There is so many things in this that as I, you know, I, I dig a little deeper, I'm so happy I didn't go to law school like my grandpa told me I should because a lot of reading, a lot of reading that I don't think I'm ready to do. Like my daughter didn't want to play soccer because there's a lot of running, a lot of reading in legalese. 
That's me. Uh, Jim in Arlington. The best thing that could happen is if OU and Texas play for the Big 12 title in Arlington. Hopefully, this is the last year and slam the door behind them. And from the 405, if OU and Texas are legally members of the Big 12 until they pay the exit fee, how can the Big 12 keep them out of Big 12 meetings to determine new members of the Big 12? And how is bringing in new teams before the grant of rights is over not a breach of contract on the Big 12's part? Well, let me answer the the first part or the first part first. OU and Texas recuse themselves. So, unless there's evidence somewhere that the Big 12 bullied them into not being in that room, OU and Texas did recuse themselves. The second part is the question I've been asking. Right? How is there not something in there somewhere that doesn't change this? Now, the other Chris did you happen to hear Toby's take on the OU and Texas to the SEC story. Any chance we go this year? If you've listened to this show with any regularity, I have told you that it is my understanding that at a moment's notice, the SEC has a schedule ready and in place for both teams. That's what I've been told. Um, that's not from anyone affiliated uh, affiliated within the conference offices at the SEC, but an entity that does work with the SEC and would know. So I've said that. I said that even whenever uh, TCU was in the 14 playoff and, and won. I said, gosh, if you're the Big 12, you want to have your story be more about these teams and not what's going on with OU in Texas. Wouldn't you want in some way, shape, or form to move on as quick as you can? as soon as possible, but I will say it is, to me, still very telling that we are approaching a week since the Big 12 released its schedule, and there's been more, there's been no true public acknowledgement from OU or Texas, and Sark, Chris Del Conte, Brent Venables, Joe Castiglione, I don't know the oh, the Texas president off the top of my head, but uh, Joseph Harris, President Harris, no one has said anything. So I wouldn't. What did Kevin Garnett say after he wanted a, a title? Anything's possible. I think anything's possible. But I think that's very telling. And, you know, you're still in a position where you're fighting with Fox. I mean, you 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 seem like you have something very settled with at least three and maybe a fourth with ESPN from what we've been able to to figure out when it comes to this move. Now, one other caveat to this. I think there's a large faction that are like, okay, hey, Plank, can, can we move on from this? Let's go. We got hoops going on right now. Uh, David Stone tweeted a picture with his horns down this week. Uh, we got softball coming up right around the corner. Let's go. Come on. What What, what are we doing? I think that whole idea that, you know, this might happen sooner rather than later is an angle to this I can't let go of. That's me, Chris Plank, radio host here on The Ref. Everyone I try to talk to and tell me anything, Josie, from, from an official perspective, has still always been 2025, man, 2025. 2025, 2025. I mean, I can't even get I can't get anyone to bend. Anyone. Even behind closed doors. 
So probably because of a lot of these factors at play right here. Man, they, I, I was thumbing through as uh, you were talking there, the Dellinger piece. It's really good, right? It's It's very, very well done. And basically, just to simplify this as much as I can, he said $220 million is what he valued the league's worth in 2024 to the television networks, right? right? And if you believe that Oklahoma and Texas, as Bob Bowlesby has publicly stated in the past, is worth 50% of that value, that's $110 million split two ways, $55 million. So start there, $55 million. What you're worth to uh, the league itself, add in, add in the uh, the other exit portion fee for the if you consider it enforceable. One thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Start negotiating there. Right. Or do you just say fifty-five is what we're worth to you? This is where we're starting. <laughs> I would say that's probably the case. This is where we're starting. We're not we're not worried about that 99 year agreement because if you want to if you want to take that risk you and, you might get nothing. Right. Outside of some legal fees paid for. Or or you could win. I don't think so though. I don't think that that's and Bob Bowles it's funny because you notice how much Bob Bowlesby is quoted in that. It's like, "Oh, it's enforceable. It's enforceable." And I like I like Bob a lot. He seems like a nice enough dude, but you're not the commission anymore, man. I know you were around whenever this deal was consummated, but it's not as if we've had stability. Well, and I just don't – this is why – and I, I know we got to take a break. This is why your mark Whoa. stepping in for Bowlesby was so important because I, I don't think that he's going to hold Oklahoma and Texas's feet to the fire on that a ton. He's going to realize – and as Dellinger wrote in the piece, these presidents, Plank – they are going to try so hard to not get this in court. They're going to negotiate. They're going to work to an agreement. And I think your mark is going to work to an agreement as well, right? Sure, it could go to court, and you could fight that 99-year agreement if you really, really wanted to. But there's a chance if you're these Big 12 schools and you're Fox and whoever that if you do that, mm -hmm. you walk away with zero right. because Oklahoma and Texas would have fulfilled their grant of rights television agreement, and they're probably going to say, Eh, yeah, but we didn't we didn't vote to include any of these new members in the league, so now that ninety nine year deal is dead. Right, and, and I would add this. I would add this. Gosh, we're, we're way behind. If if there's some frustration over the way the schedule has been handled, I think that does change maybe a few attitudes between big time power brokers at OU and Texas. Quick break. Story's getting, story's getting hot and heavy here on the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, listen, let's um, get a couple of texts, get caught up here. It's a fascinating, multi-angled conversation. But as we welcome you back, we're in this. I like to use that uh, restrictor plate NASCAR spotter to driver conversation. Whenever a car turns in front of you, what do you hear on the uh, – what do you hear on the end car? We're in this. We're in this. Cars crashing all around us. We're in this. We're in this conversation about OU to the SEC. Um, for the 918, 80 million would do a job on the football stadium in the LNC and then leave for the SEC when it's time. Spend that money where it's needed. ASAP. Uh, you know, that's a it's an interesting, not necessarily unique. 
perspective, right? I'm not dogging the, the point, but it wouldn't, I think, be like a one-time $80 million payment. I'm sure that there would be a, I don't want to say a payment plan because I'm a five-year-old, but uh, I'm sure there would be payments to it. And I don't know what that would come out of, right? Would it be a general university fund? Would it be, I, is it something where you would be taking from facilities? I don't know. But again, you know, as we've learned, even if you wait out through 2024 with this maybe challenging to enforce 99-year agreement, there could still be some sort of financial penance that you are owned to the opposing or, or the teams that you're leaving. And I think it would be them wanting to move on rather quickly too. How much is OU in Texas losing in TV money by the Big 12 having four new members this year and potentially 2024? Well, the the good news is the good news is they're not. Yeah, because they didn't agree to right. toss any money into uh the fund. The eight remaining schools are the ones that are losing $16 million because they're giving eight million per school per year to the four new members to get there. Now, if you want to, I'm not going to pretend to know, and maybe, maybe someone smarter than me on this, right? Dirt's been all over it. Maybe they could let you know how much you could potentially make in the SEC in the short term, as opposed to what they would be paying the Big Twelve. Yeah, I, I think retroactively looking back, what they would have made in terms of SEC payouts is uh, yeah. an interesting exercise. And this is good for the nine one eight. The money raised for facilities is separate for exit stuff. If we have $80 million for an arena, why wouldn't we have done it? <laughs> and and then there's this from 580Nate. Can the $80 million buy a few jump shots and some athletic bigs? Would well, be nice. Well, if you ask Jim Beheim, apparently it was enough to buy a roster for Pitt. Miami. Wake Forest, Miami. But then he did he did backtrack and say, ah, I, would, I, I misspoke on Pitt and Wake Sorry, Forest. sorry. Miami was the only one that bought anyone. <laughs> right. But they definitely did. <laughs> All right. Hour two of the Plank Show is brought to you by Allison Insurance. Allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. This is the home of Sooner fans. All right. So, listen, in the top five stories today, we've got the Big 12 Hoops Weekend. We're going to recap. Massive OU Weekend. I uh, had an NBA trade with Kyrie that went down. Uh, plus the fun of Super Bowl week starts now, tonight, and then of course OU hoops from certain day. Fun week, uh, fun week ahead, man. Fun week. Are you fired up yet? Are you? Oh, are you kidding okay. me? Okay. Last week kind of flew by. It. Uh, I felt like it did too. It wasn't. It hasn't felt like we've been dragging our toes to this thing. Well, if you're if you're just catching the show, um, we we talked a lot in hour one about some of the challenges for OU basketball over the weekend. We'll hear from Porter Moser in the top five stories of the day coming up next, as well as Jenny Baranchek. Big one tomorrow. I'll be in Waco with the OU women's basketball team tomorrow night. Uh, is I mean, it's a battle essentially for the, one of the top spots in the league. Now, I know right now that when you talk about the top spot in the Big 12, you know, it's technically not – uh, because Texas is still sitting there atop the league. Oh, I got to pull up my standings to make sure I don't botch anything here. But yeah, Texas is still, you know, right there at nine and two atop the league in the women's side of things. But it's it's kind of a a fight to see who can stay at that two C line right now heading into the Big Twelve tournament. So that's a fun one tomorrow night. But we've talked a lot this show about the Big Twelve SEC story because when we left on Friday. 
you know, I had completely spaced on the 99-year, how, how did Red Dirt put it, old English land lease deal that was out there. And it's kind of fascinating to see how that plays into what might be happening between the remaining eight, the irate eight, OU Texas, and then Fox and ESPN. But as Brett McMurphy has reported, and I don't see anyone making stuff up or missing on many of these reports so far, especially whenever I was I had a very succinctly pointed out to me that, you know, in a battle of semantics, no one was saying this was inevitable. They just said it was moving towards that direction, which is a fun wordsmithing battle. Brett McMurphy reported that the holdup here is Fox. And many others jumped on that as soon as he was the first one that I saw reporting it. So to me, you know, if I'm a Sooner fan or if I'm a Longhorn fan or even one of the remaining eight fans, uh, eight schools, you got to feel good that that financial piece has been agreed to. So you know that, hey, they've reached a, mu- a number that everyone is, is, is agreeing upon and you're able to go. But the one holdup is the true power in college sports, and that's TV. The, the real question, or a couple of the, the questions are, will ESPN, I think they're a major player the rest of the way here, will they, will they work some sort of a trade with Fox to get this thing done? And if they don't, and Oklahoma plays through the 2024-2025 year, what then does that mean financially? It's, is there an exit fee? It's a great question. It's a great question. Top five stories of the day coming up next.